Coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk a little Kevin Durant balling out yesterday at home in Brooklyn. And Kyrie made an appearance, sat on the bench. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to go over the NFL trade recap from last week. And Tom Brady saying it ain't so. He says he's coming back. Let's go. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. We got a lot to talk about when it comes to the NFL because uh, the NFL free agency tampering period will begin at noon. And this week we'll be officially able to sign this Wednesday at 4 p.m. So the NFL offseason is, is getting hot is, and it is ready. We had a few trades announced last week. We, of course, we announced the Russell Wilson. So now we're going to get into the later you know, aspects of the trades that some other teams are making moves out here. And it's good to see. But the first one we're going to get into, first topic we're going to get into today is Kevin Durant. We're going to talk a little NBA. So in yesterday's game, the Nets defeated the Knicks 110-107, a little battle of New York. Kevin Durant went off. 53 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists, 19 of 37 from the field. He was only 4 of 13 from 3, but he was 11 of 12 from the foul line. The guy was balling. They were running. They were picking him up at half court. And there was times where he was getting triple teamed in the fourth quarter there. And it still just did not matter because he's Kevin Durant, best basketball player on the planet. Giannis may have something to say about that. Pick either or. Either or. I'll take Kevin Durant. Shoot from anywhere on the floor. Can get his shot up at any time he wants. Kevin Durant is balling out this year. And it's kind of weird to say it really too because the Nets are eighth in the East. Like how? Part of that is, you know, Kyrie Irving not able to play home games yet. He did make an appearance yesterday in Barclays though. Before we get into that, I'm going to go over some stats by the Knicks. Fournier at 25 points. Julius Randle, 26 points. RJ Barrett, 24 points. So they got a good collective guys there. Getting 20 plus, three of them, but it doesn't matter. Nets had Kevin Durant. Andre Drummond did well. He had a double double, 18 points, 10 rebounds. He had this weird fluky play when he was trying to dribble the ball up the court. It's like, hey, Andre Drummond, give the ball to KD. Seth Curry didn't play either. They were without some people, but the Nets came out strong because Kevin Durant is a beast. But, anyways, let's get into this Kyrie Irving thing. Of course, you know, the NYC. Mandate prevents him from playing at private sector. So he's not allowed to play yet, you know, for the Brooklyn Nets at home. But now they listed the sanctions where you're allowed to enter the building now, no matter if you're vaccinated or not. There's no more mandate on it. So Kyrie walks in the building, sits behind the bench. No, no, you know. Perfectly fine, right? Yes, it is. But does it make any kind of sense for this guy to be able to walk into the arena and get okay and it be perfectly fine? 
but he's not allowed to play the game of basketball. How stupid can these politicians be? They have to stop the nonsense. Let the man play. Lift your stupid mandate in the city of freaking Brooklyn. Why can't you play? Why are you still... I mean, at least they say you're allowed to enter restaurants and grab your groceries and stuff without being, you know, carded. That's a stupidity in itself. But, come on, this is even more stupid now. He's able to walk into the building, but he's not allowed to play the game of basketball yet. You know, the thing, this whole nonsense has to stop. Let the man play. He's not hurting anybody. He's not causing any problems. Politicians are causing the problems. You should not have a freaking mandate to say if you're allowed to work or not, but you're allowed to enter the same building with 20,000 people in there. Right? But you're not allowed to play the game of basketball. You've been allowed to play the game of basketball since the beginning anyways. So what's the difference? If anything, it should have been, you're allowed to play the game of basketball, but you're not allowed to attend the game or something. Like That would make a little bit more sense. But anyways, that is the story in New York still. Let the man play. Stop with the stupidity. Stop with holding grudges and being a politician trying to enforce laws and mandates and this trying to, you know, rule people. Let people live the life they want to freaking live. And the Nets are going to be a problem in the playoffs if Kyrie and Katie can be on the same court together game after game. They're a lot better than that eighth seed record, barely over 500. You know, they're way better than that record shows. That's my thoughts on the whole, you know, Brooklyn Nets, Knicks. Knicks are just underperforming uh, the whole year. Uh, Thibodeau preaches the defense, but we know. Play your guys a little bit. Play some other people. Julius Reno, RJ Barrett, and those guys can't play the whole damn game every every time. Use your bench there, Thibodeau. But anyways, moving on. Say it ain't so. Tom Brady is coming back, you guys. Tom Brady announced that he is coming back again for another season. The guy just doesn't want to quit. He's 45 years old now. He retired for, what, a whopping two months? Barely? Not even two months? Month and a half, maybe? (laughs) Barely over a little over a month. And he's coming back. Rumors are speculating out of Tampa. You're down to this Blaine Gabbert. You only had Trask, Kyle Trask, the rookie out of Florida on your roster. or He's rookie last year, but in, coming in the second year. Oh, my goodness. Blaine Gabbert's going into this season as the starter. Fear not. Tom Brady is here, and he's back. Fun fact. You know, uh, I saw some gas prices go down recently. You know, gas prices are soaring. And I think when he retired, I was paying like three fifty a gallon. 
<laughs> now we're paying almost $5 a gallon. Tom Brady's back. Gasoline may go down again. Look at the pumps, you guys. Could very well be a possibility. Especially in the Tampa Bay area. Tom Brady's back, man. Gas prices going down. But this guy just... Why? Gosh. Go away. I kind of just want him to go away. But he doesn't go away. I'm tired of facing this guy. I'm tired of seeing this guy win all the time. I actually don't know. For them this season, this Buccaneer team has a lot of, you know, wiggle room. Doesn't doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. In terms of signing some key players back, like they did uh, last year. They tagged Chris Godwin. They got to work out a long-term deal because I think it's like, since they franchised him for a second time, I think it's almost $19 million. So they'll have to, you know, sign him to a long-term deal. They'll make the money work and be able to bring some other guys back. But um, they're losing a lot of couple of key offensive linemen. They're going to lose some, probably lose Carlson Davis in the secondary. They're going to lose some people. Maybe on the defensive line front, too. They're, they're not going to be the same team like they were these last two years. And I think I, we finally saw Tom Brady arm strength, maybe diminished just a little bit. <laughs> you know, at times, uh, the pressure gets to him. He can't really move anymore, but he never could really move in the first place. But who knows? He's Tom Brady. He always seems to find a way to get the job done. And it wouldn't be surprising because he led the league in passing yards last year. So, I mean, the guy could obviously still throw the ball. It's just a matter of this team. It's not going to be as constructed as it was these last two years. We'll see what happens with it. But I can't, I can't go against him. And I really can't go against him because we're all afraid to go against him because every time we really say this is it. He's done. He comes back for another round and knocks us out. <laughs> this is the truth. But um, Tom Brady coming back, I don't think it's going to be a farewell season for him. I don't see the Tampa Bay getting back to the Super Bowl, but you never know what can happen. He's Tom freaking Brady, and he just doesn't go away. Okay, now let's get into those NFL trade recaps that have been happening in the last few days. My goodness. How about let's just start with this one, man. This one this is it's kind of confusing to me, but I understand it from the Colts perspective. I kind of really don't understand it from the Washington Commanders. Goodness, I can't believe they chose that name. But anyways, at least they have a damn name now. And they're not called a football team, but... They traded for Carson Wentz. I don't know if I want Carson Wentz being my starting quarterback when I got a new name, trying to redo my franchise, trying to get rid of all the nonsense and the stuff that goes on in the front office and you know crazy things. But Carson Wentz is going to be a Washington commander. Here's what the Colts received. They get a 2022 second-round pick, a third-round pick, a 2023 Third round pick that can go to a second round pick if he plays 70% of the snaps. 
kind of like last year where the Colts did that trade with the Eagles. They traded a first-round pick. <laughs> they got the first-round pick, second-round pick, and it was, well, no, it was two seconds, but the one could be like a first if he played all the snaps, and he did. So the Eagles they ended up getting the Colts' first-round pick. Like, So this one's a little bit tier below it, but at least the Colts can recoup a little bit of the draft conversation they give up for him, even though it's not the top. At least they were able to do this. I just can't believe Washington did this. But anyways, they get Carson Wentz, and they also get a 2022 second-round pick from the Colts. Because, let's see. What's it, what's he got left on his deal? He's got $28 million this year. It comes fully guaranteed because he's traded before the uh, deadline here. He, the, 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 I almost said their name wrong again. Washington Commanders are going to pay his full salary and comes fully guaranteed. So the Colts got off the... You know, his salary off the books, they don't owe him nothing, no dead money. $28 million this year, $20 million next year, and $21 million the year after that is what Washington will have to pay this man. Um, What are you doing, Washington? I think Carson Wentz is done. I thought maybe he could resurrect his career a little bit with Frank Wright in Indy, do some things, but No. I lost all faith in Carson Wentz. If he balls out this year, I would admit I'm wrong. I'd say, oh, well, kind of don't care. But Carson Wentz, at times, looks fantastic. Looks like the man. Completion, bombing it down the field, 70-yard touchdown. Oh, my goodness. And then he throws underhanded pick in the end zone or throws left-handed or, you know, this takes a sack. Or this doesn't hand the ball off to you know Jonathan Taylor, the best one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best. And wants to pull it, run RPO, say I'm the man. I'm gonna run ten straight passing plays, even though I should have handed the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. And that's part of the reason why we lost to the Jaguars in the regular season finale, and we just got our playoff hopes done for because. He didn't want to hand the ball off. He wanted to be the hero. Carson Wentz isn't the hero. I believe he's done as being a great starter in this league. I think he's just more of a backup. Because I just lost all faith in him. I just don't understand what the Washington is doing bringing him in. Maybe he changes himself around. This is his last chance, put it that way. This is his last chance of being a starter in the NFL. If he doesn't do it here in Washington in year one, then he's, he's never going to do it again. So let's hop into another trade that happened. The Chargers, they're getting big time, you know, pass rusher Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears. The Bears ended up getting a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. So you may think, hey, that price is kind of cheap, but the Bears were... Just trying to get rid of that contract. And now the pair. Um, Bosa with Khalil Mack. The Chargers defense has got to be better. They're, a, they're one of the worst teams in the league against a run. Now you got Bosa on one side and then Mack on the other. That's a big time win. I would gladly pay to make that happen. He does have three years left on his deal. Here is Mack's salary. This is part of the reason why the Bears just wanted to kind of offload it. In this next season, he's due 17.75 mil. 
2023, 22.9. In 2024, 23.25 million. So just under 64 million comes out to about 63.9 million over the next three years that Cleo Mack is going to make. But if you're the Chargers, the way your defense the way your defense performed last year, your offense, Justin Herbert, was bailing you guys out. Head coach didn't help at times, but maybe Lombardi can uh you know, swallow his pride of this a little bit. But this defense and the, the, some of the moves I'm hearing in frequency, I'm seeing J.C. Jackson, the top corner from New England, is uh, going to sign there. So that will be another huge piece for the Chargers. Uh, to, you know, to make that move, their defense is going to be bolstered up. And I love this move by the Chargers. You know, last year I felt like they aced their draft. This year, it looks like they're about to ace this free agency period in the offseason before the draft. I like their moves. I like what they're doing. Getting Cleo Mack is just a no-brainer. You're only really giving up a second-round pick for him, and that works out to me pretty damn well. All right, the next trade. The Dallas Cowboys. There was word they were going to release Amari Cooper. They ended up trading Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. Um, they get a 2022 fifth and sixth round picks. The Browns also get a sixth round pick in the deal with Amari Cooper, but they just essentially swap sixth round picks. So Amari Cooper is now a Cleveland Brown, and his career is officially over because you got Baker Mayfield throwing you the ball. Sorry. Amari Cooper's career is now dead. OBJ's career was dead there. Jarvis Laney's career kind of went dead there. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns ranked dead last in the NFL in getting the ball to the receivers. Dead last. They never gave him the ball. Any of them. None. Only a few receptions a game was to the receivers. The worst in the league. 31 teams did it better. So, is Baker Mayfield going to give him the ball? I don't think so. The Browns actually just cut Jarvis Landry, so they got rid of LBJ last year. They cut Jarvis Landry. They're trying to retool their uh, wide receiver course. They're probably making some more moves here shortly and sometime during this week or maybe through the draft. But now Amari Cooper is going to be out there by himself. With Baker Mayfield as his quarterback, you thought Amari Cooper would have those, you know, you know those 150-yard games, and then he'll have those two catches for 24-yard games. Well, he's going to have a lot of two catches for maybe 24-yard games. He may even only have a catch for eight yards in some of them and zero touchdowns because you don't have Baker Mayfield throwing you the ball. Browns are awesome up front. Nick Chubb's a beast. Cream Hunt was his beast, and like their running backs, the way they get physical at the line of scrimmage and run the ball. Oh my goodness, the pass game just never worked. Maybe Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, can do something with it, but I wouldn't count on it. What's y'all's thoughts on it? What's y'all's thoughts? Can Baker Mayfield be a legit starter in this league? 
And can Amari Cooper be that number one for him? And can he get him the ball? Just get him the ball. Give somebody in that wide receiver crew like the ball. They franchise tag David Ajoku, their tight end. Uh, I mean, can you get him the ball? He may get hurt. He's he seems like he's always kind of hurt for the most part. Baker Mayfield, we know you were hurt, man. We know you had a torn labrum, I believe. You were banged up for most of the year. Try to play through it. Get healed up a hundred percent. Because this is your make or break year. You don't get it done. He's another one. It's like Carson Wentz. If you don't get it done this year, you're not going to get another starting gig in this in the league. So it's now or never, man. Now or never. Say it ain't so. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, I think, is done. Amari Cooper, your career is done. Feel bad. Cleveland Browns, you had a stacked team. Two years, two seasons ago, you were you should have beaten the Chiefs when Mahomes went down. You could have prevented them from reading the Super Bowl. You were so close, made a couple boneheaded, you know, moves, and just didn't work out for you. And now this one, you had the defense was coming. You thought it was going to be great, but your offenses couldn't move because you never could get the ball to the receivers, and it was a disappointing year for Cleveland. This past year, so maybe they can get things turned around with a wait and see game, but I wouldn't count on it at all. And I'll wrap up today's episode and thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes every every Monday and Wednesday, and it's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. It's feeltheheatent.com. You can stream the podcast there. Check out the sport articles and merch store. And be sure to follow us on social media at Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's Feel the Heat ENT on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks again for joining me. Catch you all on Wednesday.